Hello, this is Anna from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 28th of September. India recorded 18,795 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the infection tally to over 3.36 crore. According to the Health Ministry, the country reported fewer than 20,000 infections after 201 days. The new cases were also a sharp drop from 26,041 infections recorded yesterday. With 179 deaths in the last 24 hours, the death toll rose to 4,47,373. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Since the beginning of the inoculation drive, more than 87 crore vaccine doses have been administered in the country. Of these, over 1 crore doses were administered yesterday. The World Health Organization's decision on including Bharat Biotech's Covaxin in its list of vaccines approved for emergency use has been further delayed due to technical questions. Citing unidentified officials, NDTV reported that the emergency use listing involves rigorous assessment of clinical trial data. An approval from the global health body will allow the company to export its vaccines. Additionally, it will facilitate easier international travel of Indian citizens who have been administered Covaxin. The Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, a medical body, said that the intensity of the third wave, if it hits the country, will be low. Meanwhile, a sero survey by an affiliate of the Indian Council of Medical Research showed that at least 73% of individuals and 93% of healthcare workers from Odisha have developed antibodies against the coronavirus. According to Scroll, a sero survey tests a sample population in a region to assess whether they have antibodies against a particular infection. A higher sero prevalence number in a state suggests that the infection spread rapidly among the population, while a lower number indicates a limited spread either because the state was able to limit the spread of the virus through effective pandemic control measures or the virus is yet to make an inroad in some pockets. In Mumbai, results of the fifth sero survey announced on 17th of September showed that over 86% of the city's population has antibodies. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, the coronavirus has infected over 231.8 million people and caused more than 4.7 million deaths. Congress leader Navjot Singh Sidhu resigned as the party's Punjab unit president today, Scroll reported. Announcing his resignation over Twitter, Sidhu shared his resignation letter addressed to Congress president Sonia Gandhi, stating that he will continue to serve the Congress, Sidhu wrote and I quote, "The collapse of a man's character stems from the compromise corner. I can never compromise on Punjab's future and the agenda for the welfare of Punjab." Therefore I hereby resign as the president of Punjab Pradesh Congress committee will continue to serve the congress ankur Sidhu was appointed the Punjab Congress chief on 23rd of July earlier owing to differences with Sidhu party leader Amrinder Singh had stepped down as chief minister of the state according to scroll the scuffle between the two leaders dates back to 2019 when Sidhu was appointed the Congress's chief in Punjab on 18th of July later on 20th of September Charanjit Singh Chani took oath as chief minister of Punjab following Sidhu's resignation Singh today tweeted and I quote I told you so 
he is not a stable man and not fit for the border state of punjab unquote two people were arrested by the assam police yesterday for instigating violence during an anti encroachment drive earlier this week in sipajar circle in assam's darang district according to the indian express the two arrested have been identified as asmat ali ahmed and chan mamood while ahmed belongs to kirakara village mamood hails from dholpur 3 village both of them were charged under several ipc sections including an attempt to murder and criminal conspiracy darang superintendent of police sushant biswasharma told express and i quote they were instigators from our investigation we found that they instigated the protesters asked them not to leave their homes during the eviction among other things unquote on saturday chief minister himantwa biswasharma had alleged the involvement of the popular front of india or pfi in the violence however the sp refuted the muslim outfits involvement in the case and said that the accused were local leaders of panchayat bodies he said that so far there is nothing to establish their links with the pfi the chief minister had also ordered a judicial probe into the deaths and had directed the arrest of bijay banya a camera person hired by the district administration in a viral video banya was seen jumping on a corpse of a protester while banya is now in jail the sp said that no action has been taken against the policeman seen in the video according to the chief minister while the eviction drive affected just 60 people 10000 had rebelled against the 27 cops present there alashkari taiba terrorist was killed and another captured by the indian army yesterday evening during an infiltration attempt along the uri sector of the line of control in jammu and kashmir major general virendra wats told ndtv that the surrendered terrorist has been identified as a 19 year old ali babar patra of pakistan's punjab He admitted that he is a member of the LET and was trained by them in Muzaffarabad. In what NDTV called the biggest counterinsurgency operation, four soldiers were also injured who sustained bullet injuries in the past 3 days. Detailing the incident, Watts told news outlets and I quote, "When the encounter took place, two infiltrators came across the border, while four were on the other side. After the firefight, The four terrorists on the Pakistan side took advantage of dense foliage and went to the Pakistan side. Unquote. He added that subsequently the two terrorists sneaked to the Indian side. Additional forces were also mobilized to cordon the two terrorists who infiltrated into India. He said that in the past week seven terrorists have been neutralized. Alleging the involvement of the neighboring country Pakistan, Watts added that the movement of such a large group of people can't take place without the complicity of the Pakistan army deployed on the other side. According to NDTV, since 18th of September, several operations have been conducted in the Uri and Rampur sectors after the army stopped three infiltration attempts that were detected during patrolling. September 18 also marked the 5th anniversary of the Uri attack. This is also the first time in recent years that a Pakistani terrorist has been caught while trying to cross the border. NDTV reported. Two people were killed and one other injured in a lightning strike caused by Cyclone Gulab in Bihar's Begusarai district yesterday. 
According to News 18, the deceased have been identified as siblings Rahima Khatun and Muskan Parveen. Both were the residents of Bagwara village. The other injured is an 11-year-old girl Rani. As per the report, at around 4 in the evening, the three had allegedly gone to a nearby forest to fetch leaves and wood. Upon reaching the jungle, they got stuck in the heavy rain. As they tried to seek shelter under a tree, it was struck by lightning, leaving two of them dead on the spot. The Indian Meteorological Department had issued an orange alert in districts like Baksar, Rohtas, Kaimur, Aurangabad, Bhojpur, Siwan, Munger, Banka, Begusarai, etc. Besides its effect on Bihar and its neighboring state Jharkhand, Cyclone Gulab affected coastal areas such as Odisha and Andhra Pradesh, where three people died on Sunday. Owing to its impact, thousands of families from Vishakhapatnam and Shrikakulam districts of Andhra Pradesh were shifted to relief camps yesterday. While refusing bail to an accused in the 2020 Delhi carnage, the Delhi High Court yesterday remarked that the riots were a conspiracy planned and executed to disturb law and order, and evidently did not take place in a spur of the moment. Relying on video footage submitted by the prosecution, NDTV quoted Justice Subramanian Prasad as saying, "And I quote: The systematic disconnection and destruction of the CCTV cameras also confirms the existence of a pre-planned and premeditated conspiracy to disturb law and order in the city. This is also evident from the fact that innumerable rioters." ruthlessly descended with sticks dandas bats etc upon a hopelessly outnumbered cohort of police officials unquote the comments were made while the court denied bail to the accused mohammed ibrahim who was arrested in december ibrahim was accused of killing head constable ratan lal on 24th of february during the clashes at chandbagh in northeast delhi of the 11 accused who had filed bail pleas in the case eight have been granted the relief observing that ibrahim was seen on cctv clips threatening the crowds with a sword the court said that individual liberty cannot be used to threaten the fabric of civilized society listeners at news laundry we have extensively reported on the deadly communal carnage that unfolded in the national capital in february 2020 wreaking havoc at least 53 people mostly muslims died in the violence hundreds were injured besides We have also investigated and reported on the shoddy investigations undertaken by the Delhi police. You can read all our reports under the section Delhi riots on our website newslaundry.com. And while you are there, you can check our other detailed reports on important events such as the Assam violence, the farmer protest and the Hathras case. On that note, let me inform you about the latest event that we have scheduled solely for our subscribers. On 30th of September our reporter Nidhi Suresh will be doing a Discord voice live to go into the intricacies of her reporting on the Hathras case where a 19 year old Dalit woman was gang raped by four Thakur men Nidhi has been reporting on it extensively even when it lost its space from the mainstream media but it's restricted only for our subscribers So if you aren't subscribed already and want to catch her live subscribe now head on to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right hand corner our lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 a month only 
Please consider this as a trigger warning as the following news talks about sexual violence. A federal court in the United States convicted singer R. Kelly on Monday in a case pertaining to sex trafficking after nine women and two men accused him of sexual humiliation and violence. According to BBC, a jury of 12 individuals found him guilty of all charges relating to racketeering, trafficking women from different states and producing child pornography. The 54-year-old's sentencing is slated for 4th of May. In 2002, Kelly allegedly recorded himself while sexually abusing and urinating on a 14-year-old girl. Besides being accused of sexually harassing nine women, he is also accused of forcing a teenage boy to join him for sex with a girl. According to AP, a video also purportedly shows him coating fecus on one of the victim's faces. Several accusers claimed that they were underage when Kelly sexually harassed them. One of the testimonies accused Kelly of sexually abusing deceased American singer Alia in 1993 when she was a minor. According to the BBC, the accusers also alleged they were compelled to sign non-disclosure forms. Upon violation of any rules, they were subjected to violent punishments and threats. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.